Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Now, as you may or may not know, Pseudo Intellectual does air live every Wednesday night on YouTube. And there are a lot of great things about live shows. You get the live energy, you get the audience interaction, you you get to report on stories with accurate information down to the second, whatever, whatever news is freshest. That's amazing and that cannot be replicated. But at the same time, as we found out, live shows are especially unforgiving when it comes to technical difficulties. Now, the episode we just did, it did have some audio issues, specifically with my mic. Now, the version of this episode you're about to watch, we've gone ahead and cut that out. But if you want to hear the entire show and you're not too worried about some mic issues, you know, we, we talk about things like whether 16-year-olds should vote and also Twitter being sued for $250 million. So again, if, if you're okay with some mic issues, you want to see those topics, then you can head on over to youtube.com forward slash roaming millennial to check out the full episode. But for now, here are the segments that we could salvage. Now, I got an interesting email the other day from YouTube. I opened it up and lo and behold, one of my videos had a copyright claim on it. And now this has happened to me before. You know, oftentimes if you use, um, you know, someone else's clip, even if it's only 15, 20, 30 seconds, you can get a copyright claim on your video. And what that usually means is that the video is still up, people can still see and share it and comment on it. It's just that the monetization is either turned off or any revenue that the video earns now goes to the person who claims they own the copyright. Um, it's not such a big deal, but at the same time, it is annoying, especially when on this show, we always make sure that everything we do falls under fair use. Still not the end of the world though. So, you know, I opened up this email from YouTube and I assumed, oh, a copyright claim, that must be what the case is. Uh, turns out, no. Uh, one of my videos, specifically the one I did on Desmond is Amazing, the drag kid, uh, that was released before Christmas, not, not only had it gotten copyright claimed and just, oh, I lost monetization, no, the video was actually taken down. That's right, I got a message saying that the video had been taken down and that content had been claimed by Live Nation. And this was apparently manually claimed, i.e. that it wasn't a case where it's just, oh, you know, the system uh, monitored and saw that there was some footage in the video that belonged to someone else. Like, no, no, someone went and filed a report saying my video used their footage. Um, problem with this is that not, not just the fact that I made sure in this video specifically, I remember that none of the third party clips that I used were anything more than 30 or 40 seconds. I mean, with a 15 minute video, clearly within the realm of fair use. I, I'm providing commentary. The video is transformative of any clips that are featured. So if that weren't bad enough, upon further examination, it turns out that I didn't even use the clip in my video that they're claiming. That That's right, they're trying to claim ownership of something in my video that isn't even there. Um, so this video is, is not able to be seen by anybody right now on YouTube. If you didn't catch that video and you want to, um, I think as far as I know, you can still catch it on Facebook. It, it is mirrored there. Um, but, but this is, this is a problem. Um, you know, in the conservative media world, I think we maybe do have the tendency to, you know, cry censorship a lot, maybe sometimes when it doesn't apply. We're, I don't know, we're, we're a little bit skittish about not being able to get our message out there just because there have been so many times where, I mean, we have been targeted for being silenced. And I don't want to seem paranoid, but I kind of feel like this is one of those times. I mean, this this company, Live Nation, Refinery29, 
the video isn't even in mine. And not only that, but there are actually other YouTubers who have also had similar copyright claims by the same company and had their videos taken down. Uh, Omegon, who is another YouTuber, he apparently had the same thing happen to him. Live Nation claimed a video of his and got it removed, even though he doesn't feature their footage in his video. Uh, Tim Pool. Uh, he actually did a video recently. Mine was you know, several months old. His was just a few days. His video got taken down by Live Nation, even though he only used stills of the footage in question, which, I mean, absolutely fair use. You can't argue any other way. Uh, as far as I know, though, currently the situation is that he got in touch with YouTube and he was able to have them reverse that decision, i.e. his video is back up now. But I, I don't know if that's the case of Live Nation uh, reversing their claim or YouTube actually intervening once they discover that, guess what, it was a false flag. I don't know about that, but Ready to Glare, she also had, I think, three YouTube videos taken down, and it's the same thing. This was done unjustly so. What, what's frustrating about the YouTube system when it comes to copyright is that, yeah, there there is a dispute process, and I don't know if you guys saw on, on that little, I guess, screen grab, I did dispute this, obviously. Thing is, though, the disputes over copyright claims don't go to YouTube uh, for arbitration. No, no. Disputes of the copyright claims go to the person who filed the copyright claim in the first place. So the person who's reviewing whether, uh, you know, my use of this footage was fair use or not, it is actually in the hands of Live Nation right now, which I think pretty clearly is a flawed system. Um, you know, I, I've sent my URL along to Tim Pool. He's in contact with YouTube right now. Maybe he can send it to them and say, hey, by the way, uh, you know, Live Nation, they're up to some tricky things with other people as well. I'm not sure. In any case, I would love to think that this was just maybe a mistake on the part of Live Nation, but I don't think so. This, to me, kind of seems like censorship under the guise of copyright. And that's that's not okay, and we see this all the time on YouTube, actually. If someone uh, has a response video made of them where someone has taken their video and, you know, cut it up and, and rebutted it, we, we have seen people use copyright as a way to silence that criticism. Kind of feel like that's what Live Nation is doing for criticism of Desmond. Haven't seen too many pro-Desmond videos being taken down, but I don't know. That's just my my take on things. If if the video gets put back up, I will definitely let you guys know. So, Islam versus LGBT. That's, it's a concept I've talked about before. And I think right now, um, you know, in the West, especially countries um, that, that are very um, progressive, we, we see lobbies forming specifically for Islam and LGBT groups. And, you know, I, I'm not anti-Islam, I'm not anti-LGBT, like, at all. But the thing is, like, these lobbies, they're not just advocating for uh, equality for those groups. A lot of times, they're special interest groups advocating for special rights. Um, now, if that isn't bad enough, just, like, as a concept, the idea of, of special interests, um, what is kind of ironic to see is that those two groups, LGBT and Islam, like, they're kind of, in a lot of ways, directly in conflict with each other. Um, so right now, for example, the UK is so deep in the, in the pockets of progressive advocates, um, that it is actually a hate crime to misgender someone. And this isn't the type of law that's on the books where it's like, oh, 
technically is there, but we never enforce it. Therefore, don't really worry about it. It's, you know, you can say whatever you want effectively. Um, no, the people currently are being charged or being accused of hate crimes with the police getting involved in everything. Uh, we have a clip of one specific journalist who is currently dealing with that. I am standing here this morning outside of police headquarters uh, because one of our guests uh, on the show later on Twitter, uh, who has a, uh, a boy who was a, a son who was born a boy that then transitioned uh, to a girl, they were referred to the wrong pronoun as a he or a boy. That was the debate on Twitter. As a result of that, uh, Susie Green said that she found this actually uh, distressing and spiteful. Made a complaint to Surrey Police, who now tell us that they are actually uh, investigating as a hate crime. Hate crime have a maximum prison sentence of anything up to two years. This is at the time, of course, when we've been talking about it a lot on the programme with rising knife crime around the country and also violence is soaring in the UK as well. Should the police be prioritising uh, crimes like this? We're conflating no, we're not. a we're sexual not. predator. It's a row that was first sparked in our studios. Caroline Farrow, a Catholic with conservative views, appeared alongside transgender activist Susie Green, whose daughter Jackie was born a boy. Okay, um, yeah, so I wasn't kidding. Hate crime for misgendering, it's, it's a real thing. And, you know, we, we had uh, that podcast with, like, what's, uh, what's her name? The Twitter's... Um, safety person who was on with Jack Dorsey on Joe Rogan's podcast. I do not remember her name. Dang. Okay. Well, I don't want to seem sexist by not remembering it. But anyway, um, they got into a conversation about the whole misgendering issue uh, with Tim Pool. And the thing with like, by saying that misgendering someone is a hate crime, you are enforcing one ideology or belief system over, over the other, right? Because I'm sorry, but it is a biological fact that someone who is trans is you know, if they're a trans female or trans woman, rather, they're biologically male and trans male biologically female. So, you know, calling that hate speech, you are favoring a progressive worldview that, it, you know, some might argue, even though you're you know, doing it to be polite or whatever, it is at odds with scientific reality. So that's, that's, that's concerning, right? I mean, regardless of the huge infringement on free speech, you also have the like the science denial going on there, uh, something to look out for. Um, but in addition to that, we also have the LGBT agenda being taught in schools now as young as five. And like, again, I, I don't have anything against members of the LGBT community, but I think if we're at a point now um, where, and there, we have an article pulled up from The Sun, uh, where primary school kids to be taught about gay and trans relationships from age five under new curriculum. Okay, if we're at a point as a society where, like, that's our reality, we have a problem. Um, and, you know, a lot of conservative people, or not even conservative, because I don't think, it, like, not wanting your five-year-old to learn about, like, trans whatever relationships makes you conservative. But we had a lot of concerned parents talking about this you know this headlines like this made huge splashes on social media um it didn't seem like anything was being done because the uk government was so invested in protecting this lgbt lobby um those voices weren't heard until of course um there came pushback from another sacred protected group uh, that progressives uh, love to bow down to and that is the the muslim 
lobby because it turns out uh, that Muslim parents, especially conservative ones, maybe ones who have just recently immigrated to Europe, um, they don't want their five-year-olds being taught uh, about LGBT issues in school. Um, funny that. And you know what? You know what happened when the, I guess, the Muslim parents or Muslim community spoke out about this is that the schools listened. They got rid of it. Um, I, I really wonder what would have happened if the pushback to those to that idea, teaching that in schools, would have just remained among, let's say, conservative or just left-wing but non-progressive people. Like, do you, do you think they would have bowed down? I don't think so. Of course not, no. They, they don't really care about what these people think. In fact, they would probably frame it as we are being overly conservative, radicals. No. Yeah, no. Ab absolutely. <laughs> yeah, homophobia, yeah. Uh, no, no, absolutely. And here's the thing. With the uh, the journalist, I, I think she is, who's getting accused of a hate crime, she is Catholic, right? Um, so she, like the Muslims, are claiming like, hey, you know, this is my religion, what should be a protected class or protective set of beliefs. Um, doesn't doesn't seem like they're, that's, that defense is going to work in, in that instance. Um, if I remember correctly, I was reading up on that story, the, the mother is considering, like, uh, I guess, standing down on the charges, I'm not sure. Um, but if, if it had been a Muslim journalist who had misgendered this child, I really don't think they would have done anything. And, you know, that's, that's why, I mean, one of the many reasons why I think the modern progressive left is just, it's an inconsistent ideology because you can't, you can't put the interests of these groups above all others because the interests of these groups are in direct competition. Like you, you just you can't do it. I mean, ideally, we live in a world uh, where neither ideology is being shoved upon children. Um, but the, the UK obviously has said no thank you to that. Um, one example of that specifically is that, you know, in addition to their special pro-LGBT <laughs> classes they're trying to push on children, they also have their special pro-Islam classes that they're trying to push on children. Um, we have one father who found an assignment where his daughter had to write a, a, write a, a fake letter to her family explaining that she was converting to Islam. That was like, that was a thing that she was given a, as homework. Um, another part of that assignment was that she had to Google uh, why to convert to Islam or reasons to convert to Islam. And, like, again with this, I'm not anti-Muslim. And actually, when I think it, it comes to, like, world religions, I think it would be a good idea for... I mean, I think the this child in question was 12, which is a bit maybe a bit young to understand all the nuances of religion. Um, but I do think it's a good idea for maybe high school kids to learn about different world religions just so they have a better grasp of, of what exactly the differences are between Christianity and Islam. And I think a lot of the... I don't know, the conversations surrounding Islam, it is it is... I would say painted by ignorance, maybe on both sides. You have people who believe that, um, you know, Islam can do no wrong. Anyone who says anything negative about um, perhaps fundamentalism, they're being Islamophobic. And then on the other side, you have people who believe that, I don't know, Muslims literally worship the devil or something like that. And they're all, they're all evil. The solution to both of those extremes, I think, is more education. But there's a difference between being educated objectively about a religion's beliefs and history and what seems like going through like a proselytizing segment or or section for why islam is the correct religion it's just it's so it's so strange to me i don't understand why the left has this obsession with promoting 
Islam, especially when they are so, you know, stridently pro-LGBT, because it's not, it's not me uh, I, being hyperbolic to say that overall, Islam is, is not the most gay-friendly religion. I think one poll from, it was, a, it was from a few years ago, um, said that, oh, I have it right here, um, from 2016, 52% of British Muslims think homosexuality should be illegal. Um, that's a pretty big deal. Like, that's, that's not nothing. That's definitely not everybody. But if you have an entire population where half of them want that to be made illegal, like, you have, you have contradictory beliefs there. Um, what, who's going to win out? Honestly, I think in, in this battle, people will probably end up bowing down to Islam over LGBT rights, which is, I mean, sad if you're an LGBT person, but it, if you are in that position and you, you care about things like maybe homosexuality not being illegal, then maybe this is something you should be bringing up when y your progressive friends meet about how, how great Islam is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is there any, any questions we should be taking? I think we're just going to move on at the moment. Okay. Thank you, Jim P. Well, say thank you, Jim P. for the donation. Oh, thank you, Jim P. for the donation. Um, and once again, really sorry about the mic issue, guys. Yeah. Um, but the final story that we have uh, is, like I mentioned, Daniel Caesar. He is getting some hate now um, for essentially saying, don't be mean to white people. I'm not quite sure when that became such a such a controversial thing to say. I mean, if your mic isn't working, you can just scroll up to the uh, to the video. And I are we gonna read it or play it? There's there's cursing in this. Uh, we'll play it. We'll play it. Okay. Are there black people in this in this chat right now? I can't tell. Yo, I'm not. Make sure there is. I love you guys. Yo, you guys are listening, and I love you guys so much. But this we're like talking about something serious. So I'm like I don't want to talk about shows or like being you know like artist stuff. Why, as, I don't know which black people are in here, but I want you guys to talk up right now. Why, why do we, why do, why, why are we being so mean to Jules? Why are we being so mean to white people right now? That's a serious question. Why is it that we're allowed to be disrespectful and rude to everybody else? And when anybody returns any type of energy to us, that's not that's not a quality. I don't want to be treated like I can't take a joke. Okay, um, he's getting a lot of hate for that. I I thought that I mean okay, I don't know this person. I don't know what his other politics are. I I heard a clip of his song for like thirty seconds that we played before this, so I could like get some context. He's a Grammy award-winning artist from Canada. Yeah, Canadian. Um. That, yeah, I mean, it seems to me like he's just saying, learn to take a joke. Um, you know, if we're going to be flinging hate, then we can't expect anything different back. So therefore, maybe we should just stop being so mean. Um, he's apparently canceled, I think is like the correct term for it. Like he's canceled. Um, it's kind of sad that that's all it takes to be, I don't know, considered like a entertainment media pariah nowadays uh he he mentioned like why are people being mean to jewels or i think there there was another person that he was defending a white person a who person who was accused of appropriating culture yeah yeah um yeah that's that's disappointing to see and that, that's the thing like i'm not i'm not denying that obviously the entertainment media is overwhelmingly 
like progressive. I know I'm just talking about left-leaning, I mean progressive, but I think there are probably other artists out there who kind of feel this way, who aren't down with this identitarian kick we all seem to be on, but are too afraid of speaking out in in fear of getting backlash like this because I think he was he was trending on Twitter now. Everyone is super mm -hmm. upset. And it's it's just not fair. There's wow. Um one tweet says you have culture vultures and you have enablers. Wow. So is he is he the culture vulture or is he the enabler? He's, he's a the enabler. enabler defending the culture vulture. Correct. Wow. Yeah. That's I don't know. I feel really bad for this guy right now. Um just because he he's getting all all this hate for essentially I think doing nothing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um I, I don't know. Overall, if, if you are a fan of his, then keep listening to him. If you want to support him through this, maybe send him a nice tweet. I don't know. Like, I've been Twitter dogpiled before, and I always appreciated nice tweets, but I, I, just, I just feel bad. And, like, I don't know. You get that part. You get to that part of Twitter where everyone is just this flaming regressive leftist identitarian and i think the you know the argument some people are making is that like oh well because of the historical and systemic injustices made toward us by white people it's not the same when we you know fight back or be mean to white people as it is when they say stuff about us um and then i don't know it's just people who fail to see others as individuals really really upsetting so um that's it for this video you guys thank you so much for watching really really sorry about the mic like difficulties we did test everything out we're gonna look into what happened um but if uh, if you're not gonna be sticking around live for the q a segment then we hope to see you next week bye